Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well on this Thursday, February 10, 2022. Obviously a lot going on um, in sports right now with the Inter-Olympics. You know, obviously the NBA, um, the NFL, you know, Super Bowl obviously mere days away um, obviously other things going on in other sports as well so so much to get to and talk about um, in today's episode although I'm going to mostly just focus on the NBA trade deadline and all the deals that have come through now, I've talked about a few of these already um, in the previous episodes so you can check those out from, to see my analysis and reaction to those um, pretty busy day for some teams today um, a couple of teams that you know should have probably done something or should have at least engaged were the Lakers and the Knicks but things didn't kind of work out for those two teams kind of st- you know stood pat at the deadline um, you know so obviously tough things lie ahead for the Lakers and Knicks and We'll see if they can find a way to be better in the second half of the season. Remains to be seen. Um, so I'm going to key in on what you know took place today in the NBA trade deadline, including a blockbuster trade that um, I will get into as we go along. Um, but to start with some of the other ones that came down um, earlier today. Uh, or somewhere, you know, the, the ones that obviously are significant, but not as significant as the one that I will get to in a couple of minutes. Um, and that is, you know, you look at um, the Sacramento Kings, you know, they obviously um, are trying to go all in, it seems like, to push for a playoff spot this season. You know, obviously they got Sabonis and, you know, shipped out Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, so the Kings obviously. Um, wanted to make a, another move and they did in a four-team trade um, where they will be getting Dante uh, DiVincenzo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Someone that the Kings actually wanted wanted last year or so. Um, so Dante DiVincenzo goes from Milwaukee uh, to Sacramento and look at the Kings they got a couple of pieces other also and some trades as well you know so the Kings do have a uh, better roster a little bit in some ways uh, remains to be seen how well it will do and carry over into their push for an NBA uh, playing tournament spot but at least they've made some moves you know, have acquired some assets that they can try to work around now that's also part of this trade you know you have um, Serge Ibaka going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so a nice move for the Milwaukee Bucks because obviously Brooke Lopez is, I think, out for the rest of the season. So does you know you do add a veteran player um, on that second unit behind Giannis, and obviously adding some bigs was, was a, a big point for Milwaukee. And so they did that with this move, and you know Serge Ibaka obviously. Uh, still a solid player, maybe not once the player that he used to be, but he can still provide some quality minutes. And with the roster that he's going to be on, you know, will be a good one, I think, overall. Um, you know, you look at 
the Detroit Pistons who were part of this trade. They get Marvin Bagley from the Kings and the Pistons obviously are pairing up their obviously their young talents together. Obviously Kate Cunningham and now you add Marvin Bagley to the mix. So I think Marvin Bagley will just get some more playing time, more opportunities in Detroit. Um, and maybe he'll thrive much better. Um, so not a, not bad for the Detroit Pistons overall. And then obviously the Clippers got Rodney Hood, another player that obviously the Clippers are still you know trying to obviously get some assets and things that they can work. So so a lot of teams kind of get some flexibility, some abilities to kind of keep their contracts kind of going. So that was a pretty good uh, get for some of these teams overall. Uh, you have the Boston Celtics who traded Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. Um, Derek White's a pretty interesting player. Definitely will help that Boston second unit take some pressure off Marcus Smart, maybe to an extent. You know, so that's a really good one. You know, the Spurs also, um, you know, getting Goran Dragic, but they will likely probably be bought out. Probably the Spurs getting a, you know, a first-round pick. You know, sending Thaddeus Young over. Um, you know, I think Toronto, I believe. So. That was one move that took place, which you know will be interesting to see. Um, you know, I also had the Suns and Pacers make a deal where, you know, I think Aaron Holiday goes to Phoenix. The Phoenix keeps on getting obviously more deeper and better on their on their depth chart overall. Um, so that's a good move right there, uh, possibly for the Phoenix Suns. Um, and you just look at it. Um, you know, the Suns obviously are. You know, having a great season, and they also want to continue that. So they address some needs on their side as well. Um, one of the surprising trades they, um, that kind of was a shocker uh, was you know Dallas trading Kristaps Porzingis to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, you know. That was one that um, was very interesting. Davis, Davis Bertans also um, going going as a part of that trade to the Dallas Mavericks. And so you look at Dallas now. You know, you add Spencer Dinwiddie, you add Davis Bertans, who obviously had a huge contract from the, from the Wizards. So the Wizards kind of cleared their books a little bit, kind of got free of those contracts. And uh, Dallas got some couple of couple of good players. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie obviously has had. A rough go this season. Maybe a new place will be good for him. Remains to be seen, although if he will be part of their long-term plan. But they do add some shooting and versatility around Luka Doncic. And Porzingis going to Washington is really interesting. Obviously, things weren't working out for him. You thought that Jason Kidd was going to be able to make it work, maybe possibly with Porzingis, but. You know, his availability obviously has been tough. His durability has been a question mark over the last few seasons. So they made the move and, you know, you just wonder if uh, Dallas obviously with all this, can they, you know, well, all the money they owe to some of these guys coming up, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they how they make it work. But, you know, Porzingis is obviously a, still a talented player who was playing fairly well yes he had some games that he missed and things like that but he was still an interesting talent you know still interesting talent that you could have probably kept if you were Dallas 
um, because he did provide some rim protection. You know, he did provide some shooting. Um, but I think in terms of spacing, obviously the, the, the Mavericks did want to get a little bit more of that, and Luka Doncic obviously will benefit from this a little bit in terms of obviously he is the man in Dallas, and they obviously want to build a better roster around him. So it will be just to see how this kind of impacts Jalen Brunson's future because Jalen Brunson has been a pretty good point guard for Dallas. Um, but with Goran Dragic possibly being a name that could be in the buyout market, you know, Dallas could obviously go a number of ways, um, you know, but they got maybe a little bit, little bit better. It kind of is costly in one way, um, you know, for for Dallas, but they definitely are trying to push themselves to a higher spot in the Eastern Conference. Now, Montrez Harrell um, is also someone who will be on the move. Um, he will be going to the Charlotte Hornets, I believe, and so the Hornets get uh, solid, uh, I guess, defenders, someone who can play defense, possibly on their second unit, add some kind of size to their team overall. Um, so, and there you have it, some of the moves that took place. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you look at Sacramento, look at Indiana, um, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously some clear winners um, of this NBA uh, trade deadline, although we'll see if Sacramento can make actually make it work. Now, the biggest, obviously, blockbuster trade of the NBA trade deadline in 2022 um, is the trade between the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. So the Nets are trading James Harden, Paul Millsap to the Sixers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first round picks. So look at it for the Nets. They get Ben Simmons, Curry, Drummond, two first round picks in the deal. And Philadelphia, you know, they get James Harden who they who Darren Morey obviously has had a strong relationship and connection with since his Houston days. And, um, you know, you have James Harden now teaming up with Joel Embiid as they try to make their push for the championship. And you look at the Nets. Obviously, Ben Simmons wanted to get out of Philadelphia, goes to a team that, you know, obviously Kevin Durant, when he's healthy and comes back, will be pretty formidable. Kyrie Irving obviously still a major part of this team. Um, you look at this trade and man, I did not think it was going to happen. I thought maybe you'll see Philadelphia wait till the off season to make a move. Uh, you know, you could make an argument that Philadelphia should have traded earlier uh, in the season to you know to get more assets, uh, but they didn't do that and they wanted to get obviously a difference maker or star player in return. Um, you get James Harden now, who obviously didn't want to be in Brooklyn. Obviously, the last week or so kind of was implying that through his body language and comments that you know he didn't want to be there. And you know, now Harden goes to Philadelphia, where uh, he will be playing with some talent, young talent, and you know Maxi, Tybul, Tobias Harris, you know Joel Embiid. So, I mean, for both sides, it's a an interesting kind of win. I think the Nets, although probably got the better of the deal, only because Philadelphia didn't get any picks. You know, 
that was kind of the surprising thing about that the trade value for, for Philadelphia was, you know, they traded for two first round picks. You know, they traded two first round picks uh, to get James Harden, along with the other pieces in the trade. Um, and you know, the whole thinking was I think that Darren Moore obviously wanted to get, you know, some draft capital possibly. You know, early on when he was asked about, or the report was obviously you you thought that Simmons would obviously fetch maybe a star player and some draft picks, and so you know Philadelphia obviously they've been through that process probably enough. They've been through the, the process where they've obviously have acquired so much draft capital and they've you know they've drafted players and you know some players have developed, some players haven't developed as well throughout their history, but. You know, then nonetheless, they get James Harden, who's still one of the uh, best prolific scorers in the NBA. He will have to prove it all, though, uh, and play like it because, you know, he's going to be, co- you know, under Doc Rivers now, and Doc Rivers uh, definitely will have to get him to play at a high level uh, defensively as well, you know. Uh, but, man, look at the Nets' new big three. I mean, whoever saw it coming, I mean... Just to, this is crazy to think that the Nets obviously traded so much to get James Harden, and they did a good job of recouping most of that. You know, they did a good job of recouping most of that. Um, but the big three—it was supposed to be Durant and Irving and James Harden—you know—and they only played maybe 16 games together out of all the things and. Obviously, Kyrie's situation with the vaccine kind of put James Harden in an interesting spot, and you know Kevin Durant obviously, um, you know, deciding to kind of sign off on this and make it happen. You know, so the Nets' new big three is pretty interesting. Ben Simmons obviously it remains to be seen whether or not he'll play right away. Obviously, you, the hope is that he does play, um, but um, it, it remains to be seen when he'll be healthy and ready to actually play. Uh, he does provide a good defensive kind of value to the Nets in one way. He will help them in a lot of positions on defense. You know, and that's the hope of the Nets is to get better defensively and have their scoring beyond point. You know, so uh, what a trade. I mean, James Harden going with Joel Embiid should be a fascinating combo to watch uh, the rest of the season. As for the Um, it will be interesting to see how they develop it. Now they do have a couple of draft picks that they got from this deal. So the Nets um, are trying to do everything they can to get out of the slump that they're in and try to make a. This is a move that might work out. It remains to be seen because, like I said, a lot of things have to kind of go right for the Nets to win it all this year, as it is for every NBA team. Acting for a championship, and you know Ben Simmons obviously hasn't played in a long time, and so how well does he play, and can he play up to the point where he can be that kind of player that he was, you know, a year or two ago remains to be seen. But uh, his upside is high, and uh, is there anybody out of Ben Simmons? It's going to be Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, um, and we'll see if it, if it helps the Nets' chances of being better in the Eastern Conference because you look at them and how they stack up against Miami, Milwaukee, you know, Toronto, um, 
you know, it's going to be an interesting challenge for the Nets. And uh, Ben Simmons is someone that went healthy uh, when he's going to be in the game. Obviously, the, the questions will arise about his free throw shooting and can he make those shots and, you know, can he be the type of guy who can facilitate, you know. I'm interested to see the see that dynamic between uh, you know Simmons and, and Durant and Irving if they're all on the floor together at the same time, which that that is the hope. Uh, how they will kind of gel and mesh, and can they do it in the second half of the season where they're going to be trying to improve their playoff position and try to get better? Um, it should be fascinating to see how that how that how that goes down because you know the Nets obviously. Um, and the way that things are constructed, obviously Durant is locked up for the long term. You know, Kyrie Irving is going to be the same thing as well. You know, so the surrounding talent around Brooklyn is maybe a little bit better uh, because you know you do have Seth Curry now added to the mix as well, and he is also one of the best perimeter shooters in the league. You know, um, and Andre Drummond does provide a little bit more better of a effort and all about kind of player than Blake Griffin or Aldridge can provide so there's a lot of things to like about what have and you know the whole thing now is can they put it all together as for Philadelphia it was a good thing that they kept and held on to uh, Tyrese uh, thing um, Tybule and Tyrese Maxey um, you look at it for them, uh, they obviously are banking on a lot of, um, of Tyrese Maxey to keep playing extremely well and stepping up. Um, you know, but Philadelphia, I mean, look at where they're constructed and everything. I mean, it's really all on James Harden, Joel Embiid, uh, you know, Tobias Harris, and, you know, the Sixers uh, do have. You know, Sixers do have that ability of obviously uh, trying to incorporate things. Doc Rivers is obviously the key to everything here for the Sixers because, you know, he gets telling James Harden that he's obviously watched for so many years. Um, and so how well does he utilize him? Uh, will they be effective, uh, you know, as a combo when it comes playoff time will be a key thing to watch for Philadelphia. And a lot of that's going to depend on how well... Um, you know, this roster plays and shapes up, but Tyrese Max is a huge part of that. Their defense is going to be pretty good still, without you know, still with James Harden. Possibly, Jordan B is playing at a high level right now, and that is the key for the Sixers is to keep on, um, you know, making him be the person. And James Harden is obviously going to have his fair share moment, so that that dynamic between Harden and Embiid will be interesting because both guys. Love to have the ball in their hands, and you know James Harden is obviously gonna have to facilitate and do some things that he was doing previously, and even at a better rate. Um, you know, so a lot of interesting deals that took place, and um, you know, can't wait to see what happens in terms of what you know what the buyout market might look like. Some guys, obviously, in these trades may not remain on these teams overall. Um, but look at Cleveland. You know, you look at. Toronto, um, you know, the Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, you know, they obviously, with the move that the Nets have made, definitely will have a lot to contend with, and everyone's eyes are going to be turned toward that date, 
which is the, I believe it's March 10th. March 10th is when the Nets and the Sixers play each other again, I believe, and you hope by that time you have everyone available to play that game because they will be must-see TV. Uh, just because of all the comments, the drama that went on with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, things that were said about him, talked about, you know, it will be very fascinating to see what kind of things happen in that game on March 10th between both teams because... You look at James Harden and what he was trying to do and, you know, obviously kind of forcing his way out. Not forcing his way out, but, like, you know, obviously he didn't, you know, he made it known that he he didn't want to be there. He wanted to be in Philadelphia. So, I mean, KD, you know, and Durant, sorry, sorry, KD and Durant, Kevin Durant uh, and James Harden will, you know, going head-to-head this season uh, will be great to watch if that comes down to it. Like, when we see that matchup on March 10th, hopefully we'll get to see that matchup. Um, but uh, look at the Nets um, and the Sixers and where they are in the standings. If both teams were to meet in the postseason again, uh, or meet in the postseason, that would even make it even more better. So, uh, a lot of drama, no doubt. The Lakers obviously have things they have to fix and try to work through to Westbrook and LeBron AD. I mean, man, this just looks so out of, out of order right now. And... The Lakers obviously are facing an interesting offseason uh, because with this roster as they have right now, it's a hard time seeing them win the championship. They they just may not be able to do it, you know, with this roster, how they've been playing, it won't happen. Look at the New York New York Knicks, uh, you know, not being able to really play well, have kind of lost games in a row. Um, you know, some teams are, are possibly going to make moves in the in you know the offseason, but. You know, things are looking kind of bleak uh, for for those two. Um, a team that I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't make a move was Memphis. I thought they could have done a couple of things, possibly. Uh, but then again, Memphis is having a pretty good season with their young core. Um, look at Boston. Uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder uh, is going to, you know, I think going to end up in Houston. He might be bought out, maybe. So... Boston did a couple of nice things in this one. Um, they created some cap space as well, you know. So that would be a good thing to watch out for. Um, you know, you look at it. I mean, some of the teams in the Western Conference. I mean, the Pelicans obviously uh, made quite a bit of moves, and the Kings made some moves as well. You know, uh, the Timberwolves. I'm surprised they didn't really go for anything either. You know to kind of build around um, you know, Anthony Edwards and Colin Anthony Towns um, but they got some pieces coming up that might you know, help them out so a whole lot of interesting things to uh, watch as this NBA season goes on obviously the All-Star Draft is taking place tonight uh, a couple more games will be taking place and then you know All-Star Weekend will be uh, I think coming up next week if I remember correctly it might be this week or next week but um it will be definitely great to see, obviously, a lot of these players play and uh, get a little bit of breakaway and reassess for the second half of the season. So, uh, a lot of drama and a lot of excitement ahead, probably, with, with the things that we've seen transpire today at the NBA trade deadline.